Hey boys and girls and welcome back to the Bathcast, the real and only one podcast that is broadcasted from inside a bathtub. Mine, as you know. So um, today we're back in the bath and as I told you yesterday, last episode, episode 49, this is very much episode 50. So um, insert clapping hands. Insert happy birthday song, happy birthday to you. And insert, you know, uh, popping of bottles and everything that you want to do. Celebrate with me the bathcast. And I know we just got a couple of handful of people, but it's really, really good. So um, I was thinking about how we could celebrate the specific uh, happening this day. And um, I, I actually had quite a couple of ideas but um, one was playing a song but broadcasting from the bath is not actually helping me Uh, maybe I'm gonna add it afterwards we'll see we'll see Um, for sure is um, what is important what I thought and what the bathcast stands for I asked myself and I'm like what does the bathcast stand for and we actually pretty much summed it uh, yesterday the bathcast is a podcast about how business people have feelings too and how vulnerability can help us achieve um, not our big dreams, but uh, is, is key in achieving goals when we realize we are vulnerable and when we realize we, uh, you know, we, we audit ourselves and we um, do what I always call the coming out of emotions because we always talk about coming out about many, many things, but uh, especially sex- sexuality, but what you need to realize is coming out in terms of sexuality is not something that is so important if it's not together with coming out of emotions, just as any other coming out. Imagine uh, a guy saying, you know, I'm gay, and then afterwards not being able to actually live his sexuality at the full because... He's not able to give a name to his emotions, to the, the people he dates, to the guys uh, he's with, and in general, to understand and accept love and everything that comes um, in the package. So um, what we do here is a coming out of emotions. So I was thinking that today I might have to come out about something that happened um, and has been happening quite a lot in my life when I was younger, and that I could tell you uh, firsthand in the bathcast because you're the most passionate listeners and the most passionate passionate fans of mine, the most passionate followers, the most passionate people that revolve around my work, uh, especially my creative work because this is, you know, it's probably the most creative thing I do in terms of content because it's not actually very much business related. So anyways, this is a total and personal consideration of mine, which you can destroy, uh, recreate, um, and, and, and fix it up in any way you want. So it doesn't matter much. Um, today, I want to share with you a piece of me, as we always do, um, and telling you a story, which is not actually a story, it's actually the story of a feeling. Um, and the reason is, I wanted to tell you this, it's not just because of the coming out of the emotions, it's because I feel it's key to understand what drives people to create content and to be um, to feel the need maybe to be heard and maybe to realize how big 
of an echo we can have in the world, even if we're one, even if we're small, even if we're not start uh, from, from a rich family, and even though we don't have lots and lots of resources. So, and maybe, you know, we just start from scratch. So what I felt like it was key to, and then we go to the content because it's been an intro for five and five minutes. Uh, it's probably the longest podcast of all time. Um, I wanted to share with you guys how and why, and why, mainly why I started creating content. So the story of me creating content is I was on LinkedIn. Um, I have started creating content online, especially on LinkedIn after uh, being nominated uh, CEO for one month in the ADECO group in Italy. So with a um, brand ambassador role that was actually uh, quite important and that had uh, media um, types of um, engagements and, uh, um, and duties to be accomplished. Uh, so um, LinkedIn was the right platform because it was, uh, you know, uh, the, the, a plethora of HR that was, you know, that uses it. And um, the reason why um, I, I created a video from, the, the, you know, after I would say six months of using LinkedIn, uh, writing mainly, uh, is because LinkedIn did not have the option. And then it created a whole new, brand new, shiny <laughs> video option. And I was pumped about it. And I just recorded the video and posted it. And my case study is I posted one fucking video and it became viral. So can you imagine, like, it's just one video. I cannot, I always say this cause I'm super honest about what I do and what I feel um, and how I accomplished things. Cause otherwise I could not go to sleep uh, at night, but it's not a case study that actually can be replicated because Mainly, people don't get viral at their first try. But we can say this was not my first try because it was creating brand and creating a small, small, small niche of people that was following me, especially when I talked about innovation. Um, because I was already on LinkedIn. Um, I, was, I was a character, we could say. I was, um, I was very young. I was a woman. I was not... a an experienced professional, so I was not an HR person, even though I worked in HR. So I was kind of the alien person in the platform. And this is also something really, really important. When you think the platform is not good for you, you can see how I flipped it. And I realized, you know, I didn't realize, I realized after creating the content, I made myself a space on LinkedIn and it probably made space for many other people. Uh, it was at first was only me, probably one of the first people that actually created content uh, on LinkedIn, video content. And then what, it, what, it, what happened was I created a whole space for other people. And I'm so glad I did it because right now the platform has changed a little bit. And if, and if a girl uh, in her 24th year of age or 25th, better yet, uh, or even younger, wants to create content, um, even not specifically HR related, uh, what about a business that cannot be um, business-wise content, but maybe um, about business that it's not uh, office work, uh, let, let, me, let me say, or management or economics, and then can talk about textiles, can talk about, um, you know, uh, distribution, can talk about basically anything, even art. Um, I, feel, uh, I feel a little part of this and I'm actually very proud. But anyways, coming back to us, 
We cannot say I started creating content when I was 24 or, or even, uh, you know, in, the, in my experience uh, in Deco way before being um, and becoming an influencer in the platform, uh, in LinkedIn, of course. Um, I started creating content since I was probably three or four years old. Um, I had recordings of me. Um, my, my, my dad used to record me when I do, you know, uh, performances, singing performances. I uh, was not very good with music, like I was, but not with, with instruments that came afterwards, but I'm not actually good anyways. And you you will see when, when maybe I'm gonna play something afterwards. I'm gonna check what I'm gonna play, because it's, um, um, of course, it's not gonna be something that uh, I put there just to entertain you. It's gonna be something that's meaningful. Um, Anyways, I I have always been a content creator. So that you can say that I can give you an excuse on this and you can say, well, you've always been one. So um, we cannot become one. Yes, no, <laughs> because of course this is my inclination, but we all are in some sense, especially with social media, content creators, even though we don't like to be. If we are on a frequent social media, we are creating content and that's about it. You can accept it, you can refuse it, but that's just the reality. You can choose to believe in God or not. You can choose to believe in, in science or not. You can choose to believe in um, aliens or not. But in things in general, especially if it exists, if it exists a, an evidence, it's very hard that you are right. So um, this is the evidence. And um, what you don't know about it is, I am actually big on writing. You might know, especially if you listen in English, you might not be from Italy, so maybe you don't know. But I'm big. I'm very big in writing, and I feel like writing is the best way to express myself, even though I like uh, playing music, I like creating audio, I, I don't like drawing, I, I'm not able to. Um, I like, um, uh, you know, uh, I like video, of course, but. The main way for me to express myself has always been writing. Uh, there was no option actually to become a video creator when I was younger. That's also something that we need to say. There was no, not the idea of self-video, self-taping. Um, and those who did uh, have the, the idea right now are probably millionaires, but um, we have a couple of, of examples here as well in Italy. But anyways, they're self-producing the right. I'm not, I don't have even the right technique, but why creating? Frustration. Everything has been pushed by my frustration. Frustration of the school system. It told me, yes, you're very good in writing, but this will not lead you anywhere. Probably going to be a journalist or a lawyer, and I'm not either of them. Uh, God forbid. Um, probably, uh, you know, every every other thing that school will tell me, it's out of the box, so it's not good. We have quite a strict school system in Italy that does not really allow creativity to explain itself. So um, forget about the method for being creative. So um, maybe maybe it, this this is also a concern for, for emotions coming out because you then realize that if you don't come out about your emotion, your creativity will always, always suffer. So it means that you're not actually really creating because when you create, you actually throwing up in some sense you're you kind of vomiting uh your sickness out it's something that it's not you're actually outing it so 
it's not possible to stay for it to stay inside right so anyways school system is one uh my parents was one too my father used to um used to videotape me basically doing anything kind of a vlogger before vloggers did exist but i th i think many and i know many other um parents uh are you know have the, the same the same experience especially dads with 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 kids with 90s kids and and early 2000 kids when um uh, you know, cameras were, were, were still a thing and not just for professionals, especially for amateurs. Um, and we have this big VHS, then we now convert to CD-ROMs and then to USBs, etc, etc, etc. Or CD-ROMs, sorry, DVDs. Um, so the other thing is my mother that um, always used to tell me, yes, you're very, very good. My mother teaches le um, Italian language and literature and history. And she, she didn't know. I was pretty damn good in writing. Um, she made me believe it uh, together with my um, uh, middle school teacher, uh, Italian teacher, Laura Fusato, that um, obliged me once, like she really forced me to participate when I was uh, 12 in a poetry competition, which I won, but I actually did not want to participate in it. And probably because I did not, you know, I didn't do, I hadn't done much of my, um, uh, emotions coming out uh, at the point in time, but it's it's okay. It was a pretty pretty uh, difficult time in my life. Um, and the other the other you know thing that I I guess um, has always been kind of not helping uh, is society that tries, of course, to put you into boxes and say this is your role. This imagine that after school uh, I did classical studies and languages. You were not supposed to go study something with mathematics because I did not do quite a lot of mathematics. So the problem was how do you, how will you engage in those kind of, of, of topics if you didn't study for five years scientific topics before? And um, I actually did. Like <laughs> I had difficulties in my math exam, of course. Uh, had done it three times, I guess, if I remember correctly. But then I got the top grade in, in game theory, for example. So. I passed it very well, and uh, they do quite good in finance as well. Um, anyways, and also statistics, if I remember, but maybe I don't remember. Yeah, maybe I don't remember. Um, not statistics, but probability. Anyways, so three pieces of my story, society, uh, especially from the fact that I come from a province town, so mainly you're not in Milan, so you cannot be an artist or in Rome, so you cannot be an actor, so you cannot, you cannot be, you cannot probably part of my family and surely, first of all, the school system. Everyone kept telling me creating content is not a good way to make money or at least not make money, not even make money, make a living. And, um, and you know, then social media happened and uh, it happened and it actually opened the doors to everyone that has been, uh, that was, had been told you cannot when it comes to content creation, but just not content creation. So I told you my story and I share with you my story because I know lots of you have same stories, probably probably everyone has had his or her creativity um, a little bit, uh, not pushed back, but limited, I would say. And what you need to realize is right now, you can get rid of all those fucking monsters 
and create a podcast from your fucking bathtub that probably no one is gonna listen but you like it because in all other parts you have lots of eyes on you and right here right now no one is fucking caring which is actually <laughs> it's actually pretty exciting because i can experiment i can say uh, whatever one I can test, I can test better. Um, people here are not yet so big in, on podcasts, so we have the opportunity to be, um, you know, to test more probably here than in other platforms um, without judgment. So please get rid. You you need to realize, and then I'm, I'm stopping. You need to realize this is judgment based. This everything you're thinking that's stopping you from creating, it's judgment-based. Whether it's from your mother, uh, people around you, uh, likes, uh, social metrics, vanity metrics, uh, school, uh, past histories and mistakes, everything. But you, the good news is, you have a way to take it off, to throw it away, to let it go and say, right now I'm gonna do the fuck I want because I have the possibility to do it and you can do it mind yourself for free because this fucking place called Hancor from where I'm registering now where I'm recording my own podcast for the 50th time for me probably a couple of other people is free free of charge it's just a matter of time resources and idea and words and thoughts and and opinions and value you want to share with other people even though the person that listen that's listening might be just one and if it is one bear in mind that you thought that person might be the most important person on earth or maybe it's your biggest fan so you're not going to disappoint your biggest fan that expects you to create content because you don't and you feel judged by all the rest of the six uh, billion people or seven of these people on earth, right? So please take my story, make it yours, think about how it applies to you because I'm sure it does. And then create, stop whining. And happy birthday to the podcast. We'll see you on the 100th episode. I was just about to forget something really, really important. Don't forget to let me hear your thoughts and my social media handles, Marta Basso, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, YouTube, Telegram, and Medium. As you know, I'm all around. So let's get in touch.